Well, hi to, <clears throat> to everybody. This is Michael Cox, and this is the first of a new podcast that uh, my friend and I are doing together. And uh, we've been knowing each other since approximately 2006. Uh, I began to search out on the Internet about organic church life and ran across uh, Molong's website and uh, contacted him. And, and we've been communicating with one another ever since. And it's my dream, my, my hope, and my desire that uh, this side of paradise that uh, I, I get to go and spend some time with him. But I live in, in uh, the southeast part of the United States in Louisiana, in Springfield, Louisiana, right on the beautiful Amit River, just a little bit north of the Gulf of Mexico. And uh, I'm not going to tell you, I'm going to let Molong tell you where he's from because we're communicating right now via Skype. Go ahead. Hello everyone, good morning from uh, the Queen City of the South, Cebu, Philippines. It's a good weather here and it's about 8 o'clock in the morning and uh, it's good to be back with Mike and uh, having to discuss some uh, wonderful stuff about Jesus and his kingdom. Yep. Yeah, yeah well it's, we're at 6 o'clock in the evening here so he's 14 hours ahead of me. Uh, to, it's uh, Saturday, I guess, at your your house, huh? Yeah. Okay. Well, look, uh, we want to talk about Jesus tonight, and each of us has a story, and hopefully we can say something to you that might uh, spark something new in you, might cause some curiosity, and uh, you might want to see if you might be able to learn how to be a disciple of Jesus, follow Jesus, or if you are already belong to him, see if we can't uh, help you to get closer to him. I, I want to play an excerpt from a podcast that I heard yesterday. Uh, it was about the kingdom, and uh, this guy was talking about uh, the fact that the church doesn't really realize what the kingdom is and what it means to live and follow Jesus. But uh, I'm going to play this. This guy's name is Keith Giles, and I do not know anything about him, but I just found podcasts and listened to it because it was talking about the good news of the kingdom, so that always grabs my attention. But I'm going to let you see this and hear this, and then that's going to be a, a jump off where we begin our talk tonight. So here goes. In 2008, Kenya shocked the world with violent ethnic conflicts that produce a wave of house burnings and hundreds of thousands of refugees uh, and thousands and thousands of people murdered and slaughtered. So stories filled the news of machete-wielding men hacking their neighbors to death because they belong to a different tribe. And now, when we see stories like this, we have to ask, how can such atrocities occur in a country where over 80% of the population claims to be Christian. There's a man who survived the Rwandan genocide several years ago, and he now works to reconcile tribal factions um, in his country. And here was his response to that question. He said, Africans are converting to Christianity, but they're not being taught how to live it. These people, he says, are church goers, but they're not disciples or followers of Jesus Christ. Now that should make us think. See, making a convert is not enough. 
This is part, again, of what's wrong with our own nation, I believe, is that we have a nation full of people who have raised their hands because they didn't want to burn in hell forever, and they've prayed a prayer, and they've been told, now you're a Christian. Just simply because you've agreed with some statements of, of doctrine, and you have repeated a prayer, like a little magic mantra, or, or you know magic words or, or something, now suddenly you are a Christian and that's it. Because that is not what we are called to do. Jesus did not call any of us to make converts, to ask people to pray that prayer. What he asked us to do was to go into all the world and make disciples, followers, teaching them, Jesus says, teaching them to do everything I have commanded. And so, beyond discipleship, which again is the main thing the church should do, we should... Okay, that's uh, just a little short blurb out of that. If you can hear background noise, we're very, very um, cordial here. So there's a baby crying, there's a rooster crowing, and uh, if my dog walks into the room, you're liable to hear some barking. But uh, it's all good. So Molong, uh, I like what he said about teaching people to obey you know, all the things that Jesus asks of us. Uh, maybe you got some insight into that or some comments. Yeah, uh, that that hit me quite well. Uh, thanks for the you know uh, for playing that uh, what minute uh, you know, podcast with kids. Uh, it's very interesting, especially with the examples, and uh, that hit me hard also when I knew about we know so much about the Bible, but we but no one taught us how to live. We know how to become a Christian. We know how to worship Jesus, but somehow we do not know how to follow him. So that makes me uh, stop doing what I did. Everything. <laughs> yeah. I was, yeah, I was pastoring a church, you know, I was uh, starting uh, home churches. And, you know, somehow I didn't get to see the kind of result, uh, you know, I... I I didn't see what I want uh, to resonate with what the Bible says. So, what what have you done differently since you began to uh, get a new insight into you know making disciples? And what does it mean? You know, tell us a little bit what what's going on with you. Well, to 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 start something new, we have to stop something what we do, what we did. And so that takes a lot of dying to self. So uh, when, we, when we reach up to the seventh degree of making disciples, someone said to me, like, what is the hindrance? And then I said, like, me. You know, I was the you know, hindrance. Because, you know, I don't want to leave and to stop what I have started for many years and then just do something new. But then I have to make a choice. So I stopped doing everything and then start doing something new. Uh, I actually stopped for, for two years of doing nothing. Because I believe if we want God to use us, we have to be doing nothing. Or else he cannot, you know, he cannot uh, you know, tell us what to do. Because we're so busy. <laughs> so busy doing our thing, huh? 
It's kind of like the the man who found the the treasure in in the field and um, the great prize, you know, wonderful thing that he wanted, and uh, it cost him everything. He had to go sell everything in order to buy that field. And uh, sometimes I wonder if you know, is that do we understand that in our relation to Jesus that uh, he's there's only one thing that he wants from us, and and that's everything. Uh, our life, our, our finances, our, our you know, it, it all it all goes to him, and uh, we seem like we want to hold on to some of those things. Our ministry uh, is another one, so uh, it takes some unlearning and, like you, like you said, laying down some things that we've been doing uh, in order for him to be able to show us what what he wants us to, to do. So. You, you you're further down this road than I am on on this. So what what have y'all done there that's different? Man, we're well, not looking for a pattern to follow, but you know what in your life how how's it how's that affected you? Uh, I want to go on with what you've said. Like like uh, there's one thing that he wants from us, and that is everything. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is a, that is a very good statement there. And uh, the the problem of humans is, you know, we have a desire to follow God, to learn from God. But then, if we have learned something, our problem is we just have to do that without stopping something. So it's something like, oh, I'm. For example, I'm doing a traditional church, and now I'm learning cell church. So I don't want to stop traditional church. I'm just, you know, I'm just, you know, putting on cell church and other, you know, type of, you know, concept of doing church or whatever, and even doing house church. So, but that's not gonna work. That's not how the kingdom work, you know, does. Because the kingdom way is, uh, the kingdom always calls us to deny ourselves. So when we learn something from God, it asks us to stop something also. And so uh, what we did now is, you know, stop doing everything and then and didn't do what we did before. Uh, even the meetings and even the church services. But however, what we do is, you know, we just make disciples, we make friends, we make disciples and baptize them and then encourage them to join in the community. And then we live every day. So... Now I'm, you know what, renting four homes and, uh, you know, putting some, you know, people in and equipping them and training them every day on how to live and not just about God. You know, so yeah. it's, quite, it's quite different. And I know you have some, some great articles on your, your web page that talks about uh, making disciples and um, stories and things that y'all have encountered in your journey. Uh, why don't you let the people know how they can uh, get to that website? What's what's your address? Uh, the, the website is just molongnakwa.com. Okay. Uh, for those of you that are uh, not from the Philippines, it's M-O-L-O-N-G-N-A-C-U-A.com. Yep. Yep. Is that right? And uh, 
Yeah, and I wrote about most of what we do rather than a theology. Uh, there's too many who wrote about theological stuff already, and uh, I'm not good at it. So I want to write something like a like a real stories of what's really going on and how we do things and why we do things. I want details. I am the kind of man who you know want details <laughs> on how. Well, uh, you know, it's it's, uh, <laughs> it's good to know how how to do something. Uh, Jesus certainly trained his disciples, and uh, they spent time with him, and then he sent them out. And I like that model. You go and do what I did, and then, you know, if it works, that's great. That's wonderful. If it didn't work, come back. We'll we'll reteach. We'll try again. We'll we'll you know help you some more. So people do need training. It's not just raise your hand and go to heaven. Uh, we're talking about the kingdom. Uh, Jesus told us to pray, "Our Father." You know something I've discovered more long. Um, when Jesus never called his disciples brothers until after he was resurrected. But when he was, he in, in the first person he told was a woman, and uh, in in a lot of cultures around the world, women are second-class citizens and you know have no say so in anything but he told a woman says go tell my brothers that i have resurrected and he says i'm going to ascend to my god and your god and my father and your father and i, I really don't think that some a lot of people understand what it means to be a child of the king uh, jesus is our savior he's our he's our brother he's our lord but he's king uh, and uh, it's not that we have a set of laws and do this and do that, but when you're in relationship with somebody, and just think of the natural relationships that we have here on this earth, uh, in the flesh, we want to, to do things that please that other person. And so uh, I, I need to know what it is that Jesus, <laughs> that's gonna make me pleasing to him. And uh, he didn't leave us clueless on that. He he did tell us uh, how to live this yeah. life. Yeah. You know, I uh, my journey's been somewhat different from yours, but I also was a pastor for many years and started churches. And uh, then after a big storm that we had here in 2005, I came to the point where I said, this is... This is crazy. This is uh, what we're trying to do in re-establishing a church again in a, in a community that was destroyed by using the same methods that we've been using. I said, I, I can't do this anymore. And I laid it down through the pulpit out the door, and we began to, to seek the Lord and to see what it was and how we were to live this life. And... Uh, why don't you tell us something about some of your disciples that you have made and, and, and what's been, you know, what's happened with them since they became followers of Jesus? Uh, most, most of the people that we've made into disciples are friends of friends. I that's, like that. Uh, I like that. That's good. That, yeah. It's something that's in, you know, common when it comes to making disciples. 
uh, you know, there is evangelism, but you know, somehow that was that was not quite doing well. It's a good start, but then you know, you are preaching at someone who you whom you know who who do not know you, and you don't know them. So I I, I didn't like that, you know. And then after the sinner's prayer, we invited them to the church and we start building relationships. But then what comes out is, you know, they, they, they knew the religious stuff and then they value more of that than the relationship. So, and everywhere you go to church is uh, the same. So I don't want to see that kind of Christianity going on, especially in my next generation, namely my children and my grandchildren. So most of the you know people that we made into disciples are uh, friends of friends, a friend of yours, a friend of mine. So that means everybody can do it. Yeah. Everybody can make disciples because everybody has you know friends. So it's not a one-man show. So we hardly have a mass of uh, you know people getting saved, but it's normally one by one, two by two, three by three, and most five maybe. But uh, it's very, you know, personal when it comes to making disciples. So, and uh, what's what's the hardest part is to, you know, to to lay down their life to the, you know, brethren. It may it may be, uh, you know, easier for them to deny themselves and yes, I will follow Jesus. But still, that's a that's a word, you, you know, that's a statement. It's a statement. And there's yeah. there's. Yeah, and uh, when it comes to making disciples, uh, the uh, you know, package is uh, you teach them to 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 obey what what I have commanded you. So if you look at the the New Testament or the first church, what they did is they positioned themselves in the Book of Acts chapter two. They positioned themselves to come together and say, "We will do this as a body, as a family." We will not be an, an uh, isolated, you know, Christians and just see each other once a week. But uh, they decided themselves. They make priority of it. They change their locations, and then I will live at least near with you to you, you know, and then just start living the life of Jesus together. If you put it this way, if you knew that, uh, you know, Paul is living living in the next city. You know, Peter, James, John is living in the next city. What would you do in your city? Would you stay or would you transfer? I would go to where they are myself. <laughs> uh, you would. <laughs> yeah, I would, because I want to I meet Lord, them. Sir? They're the ones that, they're the apostles. They're the, the, the <laughs> ones who walked with Jesus. And uh, if I don't, you know, if I believe that, uh, I'm going to go because I, I what would you do? <laughs> Tell us. I, I, I believe something that says, uh, you know, we have an exclusive relationship with God. And yet we live far from each other. <laughs> well, okay. So, all right. But uh, <laughs> well, anyway... Uh, if I have not, if I haven't made any disciples where I live, if, if, if I just, if I just, let me, let me back up. If somebody just told me uh, that uh, there was a man named Jesus and I had heard of his name, 
you know, and uh, some of the miracles that he's done, but I didn't really, uh, you know, know whether it was true or not. But then if if I found out that all these the, these guys that really walked with him when he was here on earth, uh, I guess that would be, I would think, would be my best source of 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 finding out more about him so i i would go and talk to them if if, if i was in the it's just like in the natural if i'm in a business and i'm mm. just starting a new business and i i find somebody mm. in another town that has done this and has been very successful at it i'm going to go talk to them that's i guess that's my thinking but uh I, you know unless the lord told me to move there i'd come back to my town and begin to make disciples that's uh, I mean I guess that's kind of what we have done uh, we we found some people that we trusted and listened to them and they said this is this is uh, what you need to do and so go and do it so we did and we're still learning yeah yeah that's true that's true you know uh, and, uh, go ahead so now uh, we are encouraging people to move closer to each other. If you live in the city, you move you move closer to where I live. If you live in another city, you live closer to the brothers and sisters that you have, and then that would be less religiosity because you know what is a Bible study if you just live next door to me and we have coffee in the morning every day. <laughs> Well, that's a good start, I guess, but that's not the, that's not a <laughs> that's not life. Yeah, that's not life. But it's a Bible study program. I mean, you know, program is uh, it has a set of day and time and you know person. But uh, if you do it every day, I mean, having a discussion of God's word, you know, having a dialogue, a conversation, then you know. And so at the same time, we have uh, provided uh, what we call Yeshab, which is the word dwell in uh, Psalm 133, verse 1. Behold, how good it is when brethren dwell together in unity. So it's Yeshab. It's, uh, we have uh, provided a place or a house or a room that if any disciples would like to come and join us for a day or two and start living together, not visiting, but living so we don't do ministry. We our life is you know ministry. So he would come and just uh, shared our life together, shared the benefits together, shared some responsibilities together, and uh, you know just just start living. So yep. Okay, I'm sure that there you know this might raise some questions in some of our listeners' uh, minds. Um, how 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 far does this living together go? I mean, what uh, about um, how, you know? I know what it means to live live in a community. Uh, I grew up in lots of different communities in my growing up years with people. Then everybody knew everybody, and uh, everybody took care of everybody, and that that sort of thing. But uh, when when you start, let's talk about money. How, how does that enter into the equation of being a, a, a follower of Jesus and living in community? Okay. Money is, uh, we don't have a common purse. Okay. It's not uh, communism then. 
No, 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 no. It's communism. It's not communism. Okay. Uh, we have something in common. I mean, all things in common, as the Bible says. But there are, I would say, three things that is not in common. Uh, well, first, our wife. And oh, no. Our <laughs> second no. is our, you know, private clothing. Underwears, you know, <laughs> clothes. I can use yours. So no, so some things we just don't share. <laughs> and then you started with the yeah, first yeah, one. Yeah. We don't share wives. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> we don't share wives. And third is uh, our, you know, money. So your money is yours. My money is mine. Uh, the reason why I want to help you, I want to share it with you, simply because I want to lay down my life to you. I cannot say, uh, I cannot say like, uh, oh, I mean like, you know, I can use your money because it's mine also. No, 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 no. That is taking advantage. A very good example would be there are some three Australians who came here, young ones, and then they took a video of me and, you know, they asked questions, blah, blah, blah. And then I treated them to go to restaurants and cities and mountains and then... We had meals together, and then I normally would pay if I have the money. So during the time I have the money, so I keep on paying. I said, I'll pay, I'll pay, I'll pay. No, I can pay. No, I'll pay, I'll pay, I'll pay. And then when we got home, they said, like, uh, hey, Molong, why you keep on paying and paying? You know, we want to pay, but you don't want us to pay. And then I said, like, well, it doesn't matter because I have the money anyway. And if I do not have the money, well, you can pay. And then he said, uh, what if I will not pay? And then I said, well, maybe I needed to deny myself more. I will not have food. But maybe also you need to lay down your life more because you don't want to pay. Mm. <laughs> it goes both ways, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. So the, the you know, principle behind is not the living together. No, 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 no. Simply, simply because the Bible says, you know, they live together next door to each other from house to house. Uh, no, 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 that's not the principle behind. That is only the default system. The principle behind is what Jesus said, love one another. And of course, if you want to love your wife more, you don't want to sleep in someone else's house. You have to sleep in the same house. Yeah. You have to move closer. You want to see her all the time. You want to be with her, right? Because yeah. I want to love you and you want to love me. So if we really want to love one another, and then we have to move closer to one another, that's, uh, life becomes more easy. And so that's just the result of the principle, not the principle. Because there's lots of Christians right now, that, oh, we will live next to each other, because that's what the Bible says. And then they forgot to lay down their lives to one another. When they fight, they just fight, you know. But here in the community, we have lots of love simply because we have lots of hate. There's lots of forgiveness because there's lots of sins. There's lots of impatience because there's lots of patience. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's, it's, it, it's a mixture of, of uh, you know, you cannot love without hate, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, and we, we don't love all the time. You know, we, we, that's our goal, but... Uh... Well, I guess allowing that love of God to come through us because we don't lay down our life and we don't let him work through us the way he wants to.
as far as loving other people. So, so in so in the small community that we have, there are some disciples who live near us, very near us, about uh, twenty, you know, twenty you know, people who are living in next door to each other, and then we provide in the community some sort of business to uh, sustain the community and everyone's family. And uh, we want to see business as a part of the kingdom rather than a separate, like, you know, secular and sacred, you know. So we want to be, to live normal lives, have business, have uh, work to do every day. And so, you know, we are, uh, we are doing welding and, uh, you know, carpentry, making tables and chairs, making little things and uh, planting and then we do landscaping and uh, we make hammocks, we make scented uh, stuff, uh, you know, candles, and then we we share the the uh, you know profits, and then everyone receives something, and then after that we encourage everyone to lay down something to get some percent of their money to be shared to the needy things and to help the poor, to help the widows, to pay some electricity bills on the widows, to build some toilets and uh, little homes for them. Yeah, and uh, it depends upon them. I cannot say do this and, you know, do do, uh, do, do something like that. Uh, it's, it's their money and... Uh, yeah, well... Just like Ananias and Sapphira, it was their money. They could have you know, to do with as they chose. They just chose to tell a lie, and uh, it cost them. But yeah, I, I like that. You know, what's what's yours is yours, and what's mine is mine. But we do have things in common that we come together and and agree with each other. It's not a forced thing. It's you know. To, but uh, I like that. I like. I, I'm going to read a scripture here because this one kind of goes with your 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 uh, scripture that you quoted a while ago about unity and and about uh, love. This is in First uh, John. I love I love the writings of John, his gospel and his three letters that, and and Revelation. But this is in First John chapter three, verse twenty-three. And it says, "So these are the commands that." we continually place our trust in the name of the Son, Jesus Christ, and that we keep loving one another just as He commanded us. For all who obey His commands find their lives joined in union with Him. If, if we're not all following the same commands of Jesus, it's kind of hard to be in, in union or unity with one another. And, uh, I, you know, for the traditional church, how do they, how do they, you know, uh, my experience, they, they don't have a whole lot of love for one another. It's sure not shown. I mean, the Bible says they'll know we're Christians by our love. Well, I, I, that's something that has to be demonstrated. You can't just say it. It's not just a word. It's an action. And so many uh, Christians gather together, and that's great. No problem with that. But they don't really have a whole lot in common with each other. They don't have a shared life. And uh, it's uh, just not something that I want to do anymore. 
You know, I read your little, uh, the starting of your little uh, booklet that you're writing about discipleship, and I thought those first two chapters were really good, and I'm eager to, to read the, the next one. Uh, in fact, I may want to purchase a bunch of those <laughs> from you and take them to uh, the people in our, in our church and uh, see what we can begin to do in our area. Uh, because I think uh, you have you have um, truly discovered what it means to make disciples, and yeah, you can go up to a, somebody that you don't know or that you've been just introduced to, and if they ask you what you do, you can tell them, "Well, I, I follow Jesus," and would you like to follow Him? But it it's a whole lot easier if you've already built a relationship with somebody and they see your life, and then you can share with them why you do what you do and invite them to, mm -hmm. to come along with you. So I really, I, I like that approach. So what else? Now, well, let's, let's, uh, <laughs> everyone must, 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 must wish to see Jesus as king. Because it's quite different when you see him as a savior and some see him as Lord as well, but uh, to see him as a you know king, that means uh, he has the say. He has the and, say, the uh, final uh, say. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. The say. I want to, you know, to uh, so what can we compare him as a king? If Jesus is the king. So what can we compare him as a king here on this world? And uh, in order to get a good perspective on that, is we have to see him as a king like a pharaoh. Pharaoh in in a, in a Egypt, where the king sits on his throne, and where the servants, which is you and me, just uh, stood up on his side and just wait and do nothing <laughs> even to move you can't <laughs> you will be in trouble if you move <laughs> even if you say something you will be in trouble yeah <laughs> so, so it's much better to wait and still that know that he is the god you know and then stand up and wait and do nothing you know, I remember Nehemiah when he uh, rebuilds the wall and then he reads the book of the law. And then remember that he sat down yeah. reading. Right. And the whole and the whole people stood up for two days. <laughs> Listening. Listening to him, yeah. Uh, if you want to follow, the you know, pastor should be sitting down and the members should be standing up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that not changed a lot of viewpoints of people going to buildings. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. And then, uh, so here we are standing and then wait. And then if the king says something, then we will listen. If the king does not say something, then we'll just have to wait. And uh, if he does not say something for the whole day, then we come back, you know, tomorrow and wait again. You know, we cannot just do our own thing. So when it comes to stuff about the kingdom of God, about the church, especially Jesus is the one building it. So we cannot just 
do what we like to do, but we only do what he told us to do. So that's how I treated Jesus now, you know. I can do gardening normally, cleaning the house, maybe buying groceries and see a friend, you know, you know, and uh, maybe go disciples because that's what the going, you know, that's what the word already, you know, I keep on making disciples, you know. But when it comes to God's stuff, when I knew that it's God's stuff, then I would, I would just, you know, stop, stop it and, uh, and just listen to God. That's good. That's and, good. And whenever I have my prayer time, I have only one question normally. I would say, what do you want me to do? Is there something that you wanted me to do? And, you know, I found out that that, 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 that is the very meaning when we say Abba Father. Yeah, when we say Abba Father, that's what the Bible says, right? We right, call him right, right. Abba. Abba. the exact meaning of that is Papa. what do you want me to do <laughs> what do you want me to do <laughs> you know that that reminds me uh are you are you familiar have you ever read watchman knees writings yeah yeah okay he, yeah, yeah, he the little book he wrote sit walk stand based on paul's writing to the ephesians and one thing that most christians make a big mistake is they try to walk first I'm gonna say, I'm, oh, I've been born again. I'm gonna get up and go. I'm gonna, no. Wow. The first thing is to sit. Paul says we've been wow. seated in heavenly places with him. Now we need to walk wow. worthy of that calling and we stand against the wiles and the ways of the devil. Wow. So, so sitting is the first place and here listening wow. for God's voice. I, I, you know, I wish I'd have learned that, you know, when I yeah. first believed. <laughs> I like that. So I, I think you're doing right. As far as you know, what I can understand from the scripture, you're, you're sitting, waiting on God, and if he doesn't say anything, you don't have to do anything. <laughs> that makes it easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, easy, easy. <laughs> uh, you know, if we, think, if we think of him as the CEO of the company also, I mean, and he will call us for a meeting, let's say, on Sunday morning at 9 o'clock, right? And then, so, we just go, and then, on that day, and uh, at the very last hour, uh, the CEO have sent a message that says, oh, I cannot join. I have, I have something that's, you know, important to do. And so, the question is this, uh, would we have a meeting or not without the CEO? No, no, I don't want no. about it. <laughs> what's our agenda? There is no CEO. I mean, like, what's going on? I mean, like, <laughs> that that that's our program. If you have to have a program, uh, we're gonna we're gonna wait for the the CEO to come, and he's gonna he's gonna direct us. Oh my! Well, it's it's yeah. uh, it's uh, it's uh, uh, it, it's a journey that's a, a lot of fun and there's new things every day every day so his mercies are new every day and the revelations and understanding grows as we continue to listen to him and wait on him uh we want to we want to we want to say to all of you that, that are hearing this that we love the lord right Molong? he's he's yes. he's number one 
and he is king also and uh, but he's a benevolent king uh, and uh, it's at some point uh, we still serve him but he calls us brothers and sisters and so that's a that's a relationship word it's a servant is just a, a you know a, a status symbol or a, 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 a platform or a place in life where you are but a brother or a sister means family and 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 my father is almighty god and i want to do what he wants me to do because I, i'll tell you what i've done my stuff uh long enough that it uh i can tell you that most of it's uh <laughs> wood hay and stuff it doesn't work <laughs> yeah, it takes a lot of uh, love to serve someone or to serve people. It and does. in in uh, the book of Acts chapter six, when uh, the seven was uh, chosen to do the task of feeding the widows, right? The requirements is uh, full of the Holy Spirit and full of wisdom. And of course, you have to be full of the Spirit and full of wisdom in order to feed the widows. If you are not full of the spirit and wisdom, you cannot serve the widows. Who would like it? No one. No. You, you, oh, that's, that's really good. That's good. I like that. It, uh, it does. The people, who, yeah, the people who cannot serve people, the Christians who cannot serve the widows, the, the Christians who cannot serve uh, you know, someone is not full of the spirit and of wisdom. Oh, you're going to get tired of serving if you not have the spirit and wisdom, you, you know, and you're going to try yeah. to do it in your, the energies of your own flesh, and it's, you're going to fail, and you're not going to reach all the widows and orphans, and you're going to have, like, some of the dissensions that they had, you know, that's when they decided to appoint these men, because they were tired of that, they needed somebody to, <laughs> who, who could <laughs> know what to do. So I think, that, you know, yeah. a servant, uh, those that serve others, that, that help others, that wait on others, that's the, 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 yeah. the greatest thing in the kingdom. I would like to uh, you know, come back when you said, like, uh, Jesus calls them brothers. Yeah. After he died. Yeah. When he, and, when uh, he rose from the dead. Yeah. And uh, I, I remember one of the statements of Jesus, I shall not leave you as orphans. Yes. I mean, that's, that's quite powerful. That means he's going to give us mothers and fathers. You know? And so uh, family is the ultimate definition of a you know, church, having hundreds of them. So when we live in close proximity, uh, your community, that means your children, you know, I will start treating your children like my children. And you will start treating my children like your children. And, uh, you know, do not rebuke an older brother, but treat him as your father. An older woman as your mother. Younger sister, younger woman as your sister, younger younger men as your brother. It's just, it's just a, you know, treat. It doesn't even say call. Call them brothers and sisters. No. It says treat. Treat them that way. Yeah. There's a difference. Treat, yeah. Yeah, a lot of Christians yeah, and refer to each other as brother and sister, but th there's no relationship, so it's just yeah, words. It's just words. Yeah, or an alibi because I do not know your name. 
Mm. <laughs> yeah. I would just say, hey, brother, and then later we would say, yeah. who is he? Who is he? Who is well, let's see. We about run out of time here for this one, but I'd like to end this on a on a on a upbeat and on a positive note. And uh, how how do you, what do you want to say to close out, Molo? What what's your word to the people? Uh, well, keep seeking the kingdom of God. That's the first mandate of a disciple of a Christian. Keep seeking the kingdom of God, you know, and if God will show you something because you keep on seeking and then start denying as well. You know, somehow we forget to deny because we have done denying on the first stage of our Christian life, but then the call to deny is almost every day. Every day. So, yeah, keep, yeah. keep, keep denying, keep seeking, and then deny, seek, deny. So uh, that's how you start something new anyway. You're right. You're right. That's that's correct. We want to start something new. Well, we love talking new, but we still act very old. <laughs> oh me. Well, I I don't I I'm gonna say this in closing. Um, Jesus uh, told us that uh, his father was our father. But when he was here on the earth, he he um, he made a statement. He says, "I don't say nor do anything that I don't hear the Father saying or the Father doing." So he 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 gave us that same commission, didn't he? That you do. I'm one with the Father, and He's one with me. And I, I I'm not here to serve myself to do my thing. I'm here to do His will, and His will was that people would understand what it means to live in God's kingdom and begin to deny the, the kingdoms and the ways of this earth and this world. And when you live in his kingdom, he promises you righteousness and peace and joy. It's not, it's not the things of this world. You, those things are not promised to us. And uh, most people that seek after those things wind up in a ditch anyway. But uh, if we seek first his kingdom, then all these things are going to be added to us. And as you mentioned earlier, he's going to give us mothers and fathers and brothers and sisters and homes and lands if we mm. come to him first. If he's first, he will take yeah. care of all of our needs. Then they, you know, through the family, needs are being met. So I want to uh, just encourage all of you out there. Uh, you can you can reach Molong at our uh, uh, on his website, Molong, M-O-L-O-N-G, N-A-C-U-A dot com, I guess. And um, we're going to be publishing this podcast. It will be on SoundCloud. You can download it also from iTunes. And um, it will be listed under Sun and Shield. Will be uh, the way it's listed. Uh, but... Uh, I'm sure that both of us will post the podcast on one of our uh, uh, sites or social media sites. But we uh, we hope that you have enjoyed this talk and have uh, we've been able to raise some uh, questions in your mind and hopefully send you back to God's Word and uh, seek out somebody who's living the life and see if you can work with them to be a 
a disciple of Jesus and love somebody and get involved in their life. And so, uh, thank you. This is Michael. And uh, this is Molong. And Molong. And we will see you in uh, a couple of weeks. I guess we can probably do this every two weeks. Huh, Molong? Would that be all right? Yeah, it's good to do this often. There might be some people out there who would, you know, need it. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, we're both available, so we can um, do this. But this is uh, our Eminem podcast number one about who do men say that I am? And Jesus, that was a question Jesus asked. And we say he's Lord, he's Savior, he's Messiah, he's King, he's Emmanuel. He is our all and all. And with that, we'll say adios, goodbye. Auf Wiedersehen. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs>